Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello guys, this is your host Trap and welcome to another episode of Stories Philippines Podcast. So for today's episode, we will have something special. So nakita namin sa ratings natin na nagugustuhan ninyong mga listeners yung mga share kong patungkol sa mga real life murder cases, murder mysteries, yung mga patungkol sa serial killers, yung mga reality ng mga kaso na katulad niyan ng mga um, shiner ko dun sa mga previous episodes natin. But napansin ko na dun sa mga previous episodes na yon, puro pang international yung mga na-share ko. Puro galing Amerika, ganyan, galing mga western countries. So for today's episode, we will have our own our own famous murder case. So hindi lang to basta murder case, but this is a massacre case. So it has been heard not only in the Philippines but it has reached the worldwide news. So umabot na to, narinig na to, nabalitaan na to ng iba't ibang bansa, iba't ibang ahi. So hindi lang sa Pilipinas narinig, nabalitaan at sumikat etong massacre case na to so probably you will be familiar of this, so sigurado akong familiar ka na dito sa isashare ko ngayon so this has happened way back on 2009, so nung mga time na yon bata pa ako nyan, so siguro mostly yung mga listeners natin dyan, bata pa rin kayo, or siguro hindi na kayo ganun kabata nung nangyari etong massacre na to but regardless of the age basta nung narinig ko tong balita na to patungkol dito sa murder case na to talagang kinilabutan ako talagang andaming tanong na sumagi sa isipan ko so I think it is a privilege for me um, para halungkatin muli etong kaso na to etong murder case na to And to share it with you guys. So, sama-sama nating uling relieve, sama-sama ulit nating i-decipher at pakinggan yung patungkol dito sa Magindanao Massacre Case. Yan, kung Pilipino ka talagang alam kong magiging familiar ka dito. So, imposibleng hindi mo to narinig while you are growing up or ng mga past years talagang hindi halos hindi matapos-tapos yung investigasyon, hindi matapos-tapos yung mga tanong, um, ang daming mga conspiracy theories, ang daming mga balita, ang daming mga storya na kumalat patungkol dito sa Maguindanao Massacre Case. So right now, we are going to take a look 
about what really happened on this massacre case. So hindi lang to basta murder case. So hindi lang basta isang tao yung namatay. So massacre nga eh, ibig sabihin numerous people have died in a brutal way. So hindi lang siya yung basta-basta may namatay, ganyan. So meron talagang pinanghugutan, meron talagang motibo, meron talagang um, rason kung bakit nagkaroon ng ganitong klase ng massive killings ng isang massacre. So, before we start reading some articles, so I would like to give credits sa mga source na nahanap ko. So, I would like to thank and give credits to factsanddetails.com and also to CNN Philippines. Yan, yan yung mga sources ko patungkol dito sa episode na to. So, hindi ko lang gawa-gawa itong mga share ko sa inyo ngayon. But, ano ko to? Talagang ni-research ko to. Talagang galing sa mga reliable source itong mga sasabihin ko ngayon. Ang mga pag-uusapan natin ngayon, guys, um, yung background netong maginda ng massacre, kung paano describe ng mga journalist yung events before the maginda ng massacre, Um, magkakaroon din tayo ng um, pagbasa. Isishare ko rin sa inyo yung mga sinabi ng survivor ng Maguindanao Massacre at yung Maguindanao Massacre witness and yung details about the mass burial. So yan yung mga pag-uusapan natin ngayon. So without further ado, let's get on. Let's get this started. So according to CNN Philippines, the Maguindanao massacre happened on November 23, 2009. 58 people were killed in broad daylight in Ampatuan town in Maguindanao. Their corpses hastily buried in three shallow graves on a hilltop. Most of the victims were part of a convoy making their way to the local office of the Commission on Elections to file the Certificate of Candidacy for Provincial Governor of then Buluan Vice Mayor Esmael or Toto Magunda Dato. He was running against Dato Andal Ampatuan Jr., also known as Unsay, who was then Mayor of Dato Unsay Town and son of the incumbent Governor, who is Andal Ampatuan Sr. Prosecution witnesses testified seeing a heavily armed Unsay with members of his family's alleged private army guarding checkpoints in the town of Ampatuan. The unarmed passengers of the Magundadato convoy were brought to the hills of Sitio Masalay. Andal Ampatuan or Unsay and his men then shot the victims using high-powered firearms, killing them in a competitive passion based on the memorandum submitted by the prosecution to the court. Ahmad Esmael Abubakbar, 
A farmer and resident of Sitio Malating said he saw Onsai shoot one woman in the mouth. Another witness, Norodin Mauyag, said one other female was shot between the legs. Witness Sukarno Badal, who said he worked for the Ampatuan clan, said journalists were inside one vehicle when it was peppered by bullets. Unsay or Ampatuan Jr. and his men fled the crime scene and after receiving information that soldiers were on their way to the area, said Badal. Unsay ordered the operator of a backhoe owned by the provincial government to bury or the corpses and vehicles. Magundadato's wife, Bae Gigi, other female relatives and supporters were among those killed, along with 32 media workers who were going to cover the filing of the mayor's candidacy. Magundadato told the court that his family and advisors decided to send his wife and other female family members to file his certificate of candidacy, confident that no harm would come to them because Islam, the dominant religion in the Muslim autonomous region, commands utmost respect for women. Six other victims were just passing by the crime scene when they were killed. So, basically, ang storya lang ng Maguindanao Massacre case is about a political rivalry. So, sa isang simpleng political rivalry, maraming tao ang namatay. So, eto kasing mga Magundadato or etong si Magundadato gusto niyang tumakbo bilang governor. Pero makakalaban niya dito si Andal Ampatuan or si Unsay. So, eto kasing ampatuan, parang sila yung naghahari dito sa ano, Maguindanao. Malaking, ano sila, malaking political dynasty, malaking political family. Na talagang ang hawak nilang kapangyarihan ay masking yung mga sundalo na nandun, yung mga pulis, ganyan, parang nakokontrol nila. So, meron nga silang allegedly na private army. So, ganun ka, ano, ganun yung kapangyarihan na hawak netong mga ampatuan. So, nung araw na yon magpa-file na sana ng candidacy etong si ampatuan. Ama yung pamilya niya, yung asawa niya, and yung other relatives. Kasama din yung mga tao na galing sa media, mga journalist. So, nung dumaan sila sa checkpoint, andon yung private army netong mga ampatuan. And then, sapilitan silang dinala sa isang um, burol. And then, dun sila pinagpapapatay. So, yun yung nangyari, basically. That is according to CNN Philippines. Now, let's read the background of this massacre according to facts and details. Sabi dito... On the morning of November 2009, a group of people including 31 reporters accompanied the family of Ismael Magundadatu, a rival of the Ampatuans, a powerful political clan. 
to witness the filing of his election papers for the forthcoming gubernatorial Tama ba yung pagkakabasa ko nun? Gubernatorial election in Maguindanao. A province in Mindanao. It is in southern Philippines. According to Reuters, the convoy was attacked, leaving 57 dead in a massacre described by the International Crisis Group as one of the worst acts of political violence in modern Philippine history and the largest number of journalists slain on a single day ever anywhere in the world. About 100 armed men ambushed the convoy of vehicles on a lonely stretch of highway and drove them to the top of a hill before killing them all. Several women were raped before they were killed. Andal Ampatuan Sr., the patriarch whose family ruled poor and troubled southern Maguindanao for nearly a decade and has close ties to former President Gloria Macapagal Arroyo, was charged with murder in February 2010, along with 196 others, including his relatives, soldiers, police officers, and members of a civilian militia. The Maguindanao Massacre is also known as the Ampatuan Massacre after the town where the mass graves were found. While the 58 victims were on their way to file a certificate of candidacy for Esmael Magundadatu, vice mayor of Buluan Town, they were kidnapped and brutally killed. Magunda Datu was challenging Datu Unsay, Mayor Andal Ampatuan Jr., son of the incumbent Maguindanao Mayor Andal Ampatuan Sr., and member of one of Mindanao's leading Muslim political clans in a gubernatorial election that was part of the national elections in 2010. The people killed included Magunda Datu's wife, his two sisters, journalists, lawyers, aides, and motorists who were witnesses or were mistakenly identified as part of the convoy. So ayun nga, so hindi lang basta sila Magunda Dato or mismong si Magunda Dato yung pinatay nila. Pati yung mga kasama nilang mga journalist, hindi nakalampas, pati yung mga Um, media na dapat magfa-file ng candidacy netong si Magunda Dato, pinatay nila. Pati yung mga napadaan lang na akala nila kasama ng convoy or yung mga nakawitness lang, talagang pinatay nilang lahat. Pinatay netong nila ang patuan pati ng mga kasama niya. So wala silang pinalampas kasi siguro ganun sila katakot na talagang baka matalo sila sa gubernatorial elections nung panahon na yon kasi ano na sila eh parang ayaw na sa kanila ng mga tao ayaw na ng mga tao sa pamamalakad nila kasi naging parang ano sila tawag dito naging um, possessive naging abusive na sila dun sa power nila so almost a decade na silang nagahari dito sa Maguindanao so kaya naging malaki yung political dynasty nila kaya naging makapangyarihan yung pamilya nila and etong si Ampatuan Senior din meron din kasi siyang connection or meron siyang close ties 
kay Presidente Arroyo noon. So si Arroyo kasi yung Presidente noon. Kaya talagang ang lakas ng loob na mga ampatuan na gumawa ng mga gantong, ganto kasamang mga bagay. So hindi nila alam merong mga nakawitness na hindi nila napatay dun sa nangyari. And binaon nila kasi yung mga bangkay ng mga pinatay nila eh. 58 lahat yung pinatay nila. So, um, mabilis kasi silang umalis dun sa crime scene kasi nabalitaan nila na may mga sundalo daw na papunta dun sa area kung saan nila pinatay. etong sila Magunda Dato and yung mga journalist na kasama. So, ang ginawa nilang inutusan nilang ni Unsay etong isang may-ari ng isang tow truck or yung truck na naguhukay ganyan para ibaon yung lahat ng bangkay kasama na rin yung mga sasakyan na ginamit para walang ebidensya pero ayun nga hindi pa rin naging malinis yung massacre na ginawa nila sabi nga nila there is no such thing as a perfect crime so let's have the background of the Maguindanao Massacre. Bakit ba pinatay? Bakit ba kailangang mamatay netong mga Magunda Dato and nung mga kasama niya? So, why are they killed by the Ampatuans? Magunda Dato, who is also from a ruling political family in Mandanao, or Mindanao rather, was running to end the 20-year rule of the Ampatuans in Maguindanao. Witness accounts showed that members of the Ampatuan clan met several times to plan the killing of Magundadatu. In his testimony, Magundadatu said that the Ampatuans had personally asked him at least twice to drop his political bid on July 20, 2009. During a meeting with then Defense Secretary Gilbert Chodoro and three weeks later at a dinner with the then President Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. The powerful Ampatuans were known political allies of the former President. Magunda Dato turned down the request. Badal testified that the plan to assassinate Magunda Dato was born just moments after he first refused to give in to the request of the Ampatuans. So, ayun pala. So, eto nga, si Magunda Dato, galing, si Magunda Dato hindi lang siya basta-basta tao din na. Galing din siya sa isang malaking political family dito sa Mindanao. So, gusto niya na kasing Um, bigyan ng katapusan yung 20-year rule yung paghahari-harian for almost two decades netong mga ampatuan dito sa Maguindanao so siguro nakita niya rin na talagang nagiging abusive na etong mga ampatuan and sila at sila na lang din kasi talaga yung mga nananalo sa eleksyon sa Maguindanao para talagang sila na lang yung nagahari dito sa Maguindanao and plus the factor na talagang may kapit sila sa presidente nung mga panahong yun. So, siguro natakot sila, nakita nila na yung mga tao ayaw na rin sa kanila kaya 
parang talagang iboboto ng mga tao etong si Magunda Dato kung talagang tatakbo kung matutuloy yung candidacy netong si Magunda Dato. So syempre ayaw nilang matapos yung ano nila, yung supremacy nila, ayaw nilang matapos yung political dynasty nila. Kaya ang ginawa nila parang una sinuhulan muna nila etong si Magunda Dato. Kinausap muna nila. Inoferan nila, sinabi, sinabihan nila na wag na siyang tumakbo kapalit ng mga certain things. Pero etong si Magunda Dato, hindi siya pumayag. And sabi ng isang witness na si Badal, pagkatapos na pagkatapos sabihin ni Magunda Dato na hindi niya ititigil yung candidacy niya, pinagplanuhan agad kung paano siya papatayin. And then ayun na nga, dumating na sa araw na magfafile na ng candidacy etong si um, Toto Magundadato. Pero parang natunogan niya na may pinaplano etong mga ampatuan sa kanya. Kaya instead na siya mismo yung magfile nung candidacy, ang ginawa niya na lang, sinend niya na lang yung kanyang asawa na si Bae Gigi kasama yung mga relatives nila na mga babae and then kasama yung mga journalist, mga media, ganyan, para sila na lang yung mag-file ng certificate of candidacy ni, um, ni Magunda Dato. So kasi natunogan ni Magunda Dato na parang may pinaplano sa kanya itong mga ampatuan eh. So naisip niya na yung asawa niya na lang and mga babae na lang na uh, kapamilya niya yung isesend niya. Kasi confident siya na walang gagawing masama itong mga ampatuan kasi mga babae kasi alam natin di ba sa sa relihiyong Islam sa mga Muslim talagang napakataas ng respeto niyan sa mga babae so yun yung inisip ni Toto Magundadato kaya yung asawa niya na lang yung sinend niya pero hindi alam yan ng mga ampatuan na hindi kasama si Magundadato dun sa ano dun sa tawag dito dun sa convoy kaya Nag-proceed sila dun sa plano. So, yun na nga. Um, sinaapilitan nilang pinasama, kinidnap nila yung lahat ng laman ng convoy, 58 lahat yun. So, dinala nila sa burol and pinagpapatay nila lahat yun. So, syempre, na-recognize nila na wala dun si Toto Magunda Dato. Pero wala na eh. Andun na sila eh. Um, nakita na yung mga mukha nila, nalaman na yung plano nila. Hindi naman nila pwedeng ano na lang yun, paalisin na lang yun. So, pinatay talaga nila, pinatay na lang nila. So, 58 lahat yung pinatay, yung asawa, mga kamag-anak, ni Magunda Dato, na mga babae. And sinasabi pa nung witness na yung ilang babae, bago sila patayin, nirape muna sila. So, hindi tumama yung naisip ni Magunda Dato na hindi gagalawin ng mga ampatuan yung mga babae na sinend niya. So hindi gumana yon So pinatay pa rin at nirip pa rin yung mga babae. So syempre kasama na rin sa pinatay yung mga journalist, yung mga media na dapat sila yung um, magko-cover, mag-film ng certificate of candidacy netong si Magunda Dato. So yun nga, hindi nila napatay etong si Toto Magunda Dato. Ngayon ang nangyari, etong si... Toto, Mag- Toto Magunda Datu, the Maguindanao 2nd District Representative, 
and the 51-year-old Magunda Dato is now second district representative of Maguindanao. He began his political career as provincial board member, served as mayor of Buluan for three terms or a total of nine years before returning as vice mayor. Magunda Dato won as Maguindanao governor in May 2010, six months after the gruesome massacre. So yun na nga, dahil nga hindi napatay etong si Toto Magunda Dato nung mga ampatuan, nung mga panahong yun, so nagproceed pa rin siya, tumakbo pa rin siya bilang governor and guess what, nanalo siya. So napagtagumpayan niyang ma-overthrow, matalo etong mga ampatuan sa kanilang political dynasty. Pero ang kapalit nun, 58 na tao ang namatay. Para lang makatakbo siya. Para lang manalo siya. So sa tingin ninyo, worth it ba lahat yun? Namatay yung 58 na katao para ma-end yung 20-year abusive, abusive um, manipulation of power netong mga ampatuan. So tingin nyo worth it ba yun? So nanalo siya, yun nga nanalo siya bilang governor in May 2010, six months after the gruesome massacre. He served three full terms before running for Congress this year. The Magundadatus have kept a tight grip on the province which is now led by its first lady governor, Bae Mariam Sanki Magundadatu, who beat her husband's cousin in the May 2019 elections. Magundadatu earlier told CNN Philippines, he is confident a guilty verdict would finally be handed down. While he has forgiven some members of the Ampatuan clan, so take note, he has forgiven some members of the Ampatuan clan. Magunda Dato stressed the battle won't be over until justice is served. Ito yung exact na sinabi ni Magunda Dato. Sige, okay, forgive ko sila, but still, yung justice, hahanapin natin. Pwedeng i-let go, pero kailangan ng hustisya. The lawmaker Magunda Dato told CNN Philippines. So yun nga, sabi, after nung massacre, yan. So nanalo etong si Magunda Dato. And after niyang manalo, sabi niya, napatawad niya daw etong mga ampatuan. Pero gusto niya pa rin ng hustisya. So sa tingin ninyo, tama lang ba na i-forgive niya yung mga taong pumatay sa 58 na katao kabilang yung asawa, mga relatives, and mga innocenting tao. So sa tingin ninyo, Tama ba lahat ng desisyon? Worth it ba lahat ng nangyari? So proceed tayo sa pagdiskubre netong storya na to. So medyo nag fast forward tayo no. So yun nga yung nangyari kay Magunda Dato. So nanalo nga siya bilang governor. Pero sino ba tong mga ampatuan? So the ampatuan had been in control of Maguindanao since 2001. Andal ampatuan senior came first into prominence when President Corazon Aquino appointed him as chief of offices of Maganoy, 
1986, right after the People Power Revolution. Aquino, having come into power via revolutionary means, replaced every locally elected official with officers in charge. Although the town of Maganoy was approached differently, the aging mayor Pinagayaw Ampatuan was replaced by his vice mayor Andal Senior. He won the 1988 local elections, then served for 10 years in the 1998 elections. Andal Senior was elected as governor. Members of Lakas Campi CMD Presidential Governor Makapagal Arroyo lists Andal Senior as a major ally in Mindanao. Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao or ARMM Regional Governor Saldi Ampatuan was the party's regional chairman. Andal Senior, the family patriarch, has been provincial governor since 1998. He has been elected three times and opposed. 18 of the mayors in Maguindanao belong to the clan. They The elder Ampatuan attributed his popularity to popular support, adding, Because I am so loved by the const- constituents of the municipalities, they asked me to have my sons as representatives. In the 2004 presidential elections, Arroyo won 69% of Maguindanao's vote. Three years later, the party-backed coalition scored a 12-0 sweep. of the senatorial elections in the province unable to run for a third team he is currently grooming his son Andal Jr. or Unsay to succeed him as the governor so ganun yung naging political dynasty netong Ampatuan so si Ampatuan Sr. so tatlong beses siyang nanalo bilang governor and dun sa tatlong election na yon walang gustong lumaban sa kanya so tingin nyo coincidence lang ba yon na walang gustong lumaban sa kanya or baka tinetreten niya and inooferan binabribe niya yung dapat mga makakalaban niya para hindi na lumaban sa kanya so who knows and sabi niya mahal na mahal daw siya ng mga tao kaya palagi siyang nananalo kaya wala daw gusto lumaban sa kanya And halos lahat ng mayor sa buong Maguindanao, lahat yan mga ampatuan, lahat yan hawak na mga ampatuan. So ganun sila um, makapangyarihan, ganoon kalaki yung kapangyarihan nila dito sa Maguindanao. No wonder why na, ganun sila katapang na pumatay ng ganito karaming tao. So, etong mga ampatuan, meron din silang private army, allegedly composed of 5,000 militiamen, police and military personnel. So, they have been linked to killings, torture, sexual assaults, abductions, and other cases of human rights abuses. The group looked into 52 alleged crimes of the family, noting that the police routinely failed to conduct serious investigations and no one was ever sent to prison. So, etong private army ng mga ampatuan, so, halos limang libong, limang libong tao 
yung private army netong um, ampatuan. So maraming mga kaso na binibintang nililing sa kanila pero walang kahit ni isang nakulong. So yung mga tao na yun, yun yung mga inakusahan na pumatay dito sa massacre. Yung private army ng ampatuan and yung mga ampatuan mismo. So etong Maguindanao massacre case, even though may mga witnesses, even though may mga um, kaso ng nafile, hindi agad-agad na lutas. So it took months of investigations, even years of investigations para magkaroon ng final verdict and para makamtam, makamtan neto ni Toto Magundadato and yung other family members ng mga victims yung hostisya pero ang final verdict netong Magindanao Massacre case is that the Ampatuan brothers namely Dato Andal Ampatuan Jr. and Zaldi Ampatuan were convicted of 57 counts of murder and sentenced to reclusion perpetua without parole. Yehey! Palakpakan! So, merong nanagot. So, nakamtan ni Ampatu or ni Magundadato ang hostisya dahil nakulong etong mga Ampatuan and hindi lang basta ang mga Ampatuan kasama na yung mga kasama nila na pumatay doon sa 58 na katao. Sabi, ad, sabi ng ano, CNN Philippines, etong source na to galing sa CNN, a judge in Manila found Ampatuan Jr. along with several other relatives and primary suspects guilty on multiple accounts of murder. They were sentenced to life in prison. This is momentous verdict should help provide justice to the families of the victims and build towards greater accountability for rights abuses in the country, said Bill Robertson, Deputy Asia Director of Human Rights Watch. Advocates should use this verdict to spur further political and judicial reforms to ultimately end the impunity that has plagued the country too far for too long. More broadly, this verdict should prompt the country's political leaders to finally act to end state support for private armies and militias that promotes the political warlordism that gave rise to the Ampatuans. So yun yung naging huling um, sentence, huling pasya, yung huling verdict ng korte dito sa kasong to. So in the end, nakamit ng pamilya Magundadato ang hustisya and nung 58 na katao ang hustisya. But let me ask you again, naging worth it ba yung buhay nung 58 na yon para lang ma-end yung 20-year 20-year supremacy, 20-year abusive political dynasty netong mga ampatuan? So it took 58 lives to sacrifice para lang manalo and para lang makapag-file ng candidacy etong si Toto Magundadato. It took 58 lives. So 58 na katao ang namatay para lang matalo etong mga ampatuan. So it was it all worth it? So 
Yan ang tanong ko sa inyo guys. Worth it ba lahat ng iyon? So, pag-usapan naman natin ngayon patungkol dito sa witness. So, Maguindanao Massacre Witness Details Mass Burial. In July 2013, the man who operated the excavator that buried the victims of the Maguindanao Massacre disclosed how the politically powerful Ampatuan clan ordered him to carry out the act in an exclusive interview with the Philippines GMA News. So yung um, na-interview na itong GMA News na witness ay yung siya mismo yung nagbaon ng mga bangkay and ng mga vehicles ng 58 na pinatay. So napag-utusan lang daw siya ng Ampatuan clan. Tin Lei Win of Reuters wrote, Bong Andal, arrested in November 2012, told GMA News he arrived with his excavator after the killings to find a crime scene littered with bodies and the son of Ampatuan Sr. at the scene. According to GMA, he described using his machine's large steel hand to drug blooded bodies into freshly drug pits and crush vehicles with some of the dead still inside. Andal said the Ampatuans threatened to kill his family if he got caught and in a written affidavit, he said Ampatuan Sr. called him prior to the massacre to ask if the backhoe was in good condition. GMA added, Andal who fled the site after he heard a helicopter approaching has asked the government to put him under the witness protection program. So in the end, sinasabi netong si Badal na hindi niya ginusto na siya mismo yung maglibing dito sa mga tao na to. So pinagbantaan lang daw siya ng mga ampatuan na kung hindi niya gagawin yung pinag-uuto sa kanya na yun nga gamitin yung backhoe na truck niya para ilibing etong mga bangkay na pinatay nila ay eh, siya naman yung next na mamamatay. So ganun talaga kasama etong mga ampatuan. So buti na lang at nakulong kayo. Buti na lang at nakulong sila. So justice prevailed. Yun ang pinakamaganda na balita patungkol dito sa Maguindanao massacre case so even though natagalan even though it took several months so masasabi ko na proud pa rin ako sa Philippine justice system sa mga lawyers na nag-asikaso netong case na to sa mga government officials na talagang um, nagkaroon ng tawag dito nagkaroon ng pakialam para lang ma-close etong kaso na to. So, thankfully yun nga. Merong mga nakulong, nakulong yung mga talagang may sala and nakamit ng hust- nakakamit ng hustisya yung mga pamilya ng mga namatay. So, sa buong history ng buong mundo, etong Maguindanao Massacre Case, ang merong pinakamaraming journalist na pinatay sa loob lang ng isang araw. So ganun kalala etong Maguindanao Massacre case na hindi lang sa Pilipinas naging sikat kundi narinig ito buong mundo. Kasi biruin ninyo sa loob lang ng isang araw, 
higit 30 na journalist yung mga pinatay. In broad daylight pa. So, hindi, hindi sa basta madilim na oras ginawa, kundi talagang sa terik na araw ginawa. So, ganun kalala itong Maguindanao Massacre Case. So, that is it guys for this episode. That is it for the Maguindanao Massacre Case. Um... I hope you like it guys. I hope may natutunan kayo. I hope na naalala nyo yung um, massacre case na to. And nagkaroon kayo ng insights kung hindi nyo pa talaga alam yung totoong nangyari dito. And I hope na ulit mangyaring ganito dito sa ating bansa. So if you like this episode, leave a like, comment, a review. And don't forget to subscribe to us and follow us to our social media accounts. So maraming maraming salamat guys. So see you on our next episode. Again, this is your host Trap and this is Stories Philippines Podcast. time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply